You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the game, yeah, building the game. All right, here we go. Everybody say hello, Rob. Hello, Rob. Hello, Rob. Hi, Rob. Who wants to do the intro? Somebody want to do the intro? Hello and welcome to Building the Game Podcast. A A documentary podcast. (laughs) This is episode 583. (laughs) Episode 420. Nice. (laughs) I hear that's funny. (laughs) Hey everybody, we are live here at Grand Akan uh, 2018. Um, Yeah, so we're here recording... uh, I realize my voice sounds really hoarse, doesn't it? It Not feels too bad. it feels really gross. So I feel like we talked a lot uh, these last uh, two days. We've here. been yelling about Star Wars <clears throat> at yeah. supper. We did yell about Star Wars at supper a lot. It's like the geekiest conversation um, ever. It was yeah. it's like we were trying to get primed for the intro too. Yes, the podcast. yeah, yeah. It was great. Um, so uh, real quick here, uh, we have some familiar people with us. Obviously, it's me, Jason. Uh, Rob couldn't be here because Rob didn't come to Grand Con this year because he had. Other stuff. Um, Vacation. So, yeah. Uh, But uh, here from uh, left to further left, we have Kelly Hoagland, uh, who's been on before, our good pal. Nate Darty, um, who won a contest to be here. (laughs) I can't say, I can't not say that. Uh, And Neil Roberts. (laughs) Neil Roberts. Um, who, uh, who's actually him and I are actually uh, shacking up right now, so mm-hmm. it's good times. Just happy to be Very nominated. nice hotel. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we are, uh, yeah, we're here. We had um, uh, it's Saturday night at Grand Con, so uh, it's been uh, a long couple days actually, mm-hmm. but good long couple days, right? Yeah. Uh, we so I, I want to start with a story that we'll be telling to Nate. Oh, you guys already told Nate, didn't you? So yeah. pretend Nate never heard this story before, but. Uh, uh, we went to dinner, um, Neil, Kelly, myself, and uh, Corinne Roberts, uh, uh, no relation, uh, was, uh, <laughs> nope. unfortunately for Neil, no relation. Um, We're both so cool that you'd think. You, I know, you'd think, my, right? That's my wife's last <clears throat> name, too. So. Mm. Roberts. All right. It's all the cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I know. I think you, dro- you drop the S and it becomes super bad. Oh, yeah. Then it's just Roberts. If you drop the ERT, it gets even worse. So, um, <laughs> I almost made Nate spit water on my phone. Glad that didn't happen. Um, all right, but uh, so we went to dinner, and I don't want to be the one to tell this story uh, because I'm talking too much here. So, uh, we were at dinner. We were we were talking about Star Wars at that point. Were we arguing about Star Wars yet? I mean, I think we talked about Star Wars the entire so, meal yeah, and and our previous dinner at Atwater. We also yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. No, I didn't yeah. realize you guys talked about it. It's spilled yeah. over. Yeah. The oh yeah, no, no, no. Tonight. Yeah. tonight it was actually a more vehement than it was yesterday. Oh, so. geez. All right, so uh, Neil and Kelly are going to tell this story. I may interject because I can't shut up. But go ahead, guys. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I don't think I noticed it until there was a yeah, couple, you, a couple police cars yeah, there. You had your back to. I'm in back to it. So we were just sitting there, as you do at a restaurant when you're eating outside, and. Uh, hear a short blip of the sirens and some guy gets pulled over, pulls off politely onto a slight side street, so, yeah. you know, not blocking traffic. Directly across from us. Very yeah, 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 right it's across from us. 50 like, feet away, maybe? Yeah, 50 feet away. And then another cop car pulls upside and see, often I guess there's something, you know, if you see a cop car or somebody pull over, you stop, check in. And then we're like, okay, continue eating. And then three more cop cars just fly in and, and sirens park in like, and... Si- like surround the guy, and then two more. There were seven. I counted. There were seven. Them. Yeah, yeah. Then everyone took out their cell phones, and they were excitedly filming. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> until one of the cops stepped out of his car with a rifle, <laughs> like an assault rifle, assault not, rifle, not a shotgun. And then no. everyone very quickly like left one, the sidewalk. I, there was that. There was an obvious like, ooh, like, as if one accord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All rose and then moved 15 feet away as though that was going to yeah. I, I hid behind a concrete pillar. And I think I was the only person behind the concrete pillar. I don't was think it, anyone was else no, was back there with me. No, you see behind the concrete pillar. No. Was it, Kelly, was it you that said, Jason, get inside, you have children. <laughs> yes, that was. <laughs> I think so, and someone uh, w- was in front of Kelly and they were like, am I blocking you? And I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 
<laughs> so the suspect got out, right? The suspect got yeah. out. Uh, did everything he should have. Yeah. Like, yeah. walked backwards, hands in his head. Yeah. And let's just say this was a stereotypical police arrest. Yeah. We'll <laughs> leave it at that, but yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. I got into the back of the car, then there was about 15 minutes of police... Well, first, the two cops with guns went around and circled the car, car yeah. very yeah. carefully. We thought, like, somebody was in their car or something. They, yeah. like, popped the trunk and were, like, yeah. machine gunning it. Then they spent, like, 10, 15 minutes searching the car, going through the glove box, digging oh, underneath cool. seats and all that. Uh, Most likely the plates were well, set off some kind of bells, but still, it doesn't yeah. seem like... But Seven then, police cars and uh, a couple of assault rifles. Yes, in, a, yes, in a plot twist. A dramatic twist. <laughs> We saw the him kind of talking very politely to the police officers, and it looked like they were taking off his handcuffs, and then they shook hands, yeah, and, and they just got in his car. Became best of friends. And, and they talked to him in his car for like five minutes, like, yeah. real smiley, like, hey, yeah. buddy, they closed his trunk for him. He was totally oh. a narc, undercover. <laughs> <laughs> they blew his cover. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we, we had a nice little... Adrenaline boost. Uh, but that, by the way, that gave me the best Neil Roberts quote I've ever gotten. Oh. Where I was like, this guy, like, he was so calm. I don't know that I'd have been that calm afterwards. Like, I'd have been mad. And Neil's like, oh, I would have been totally calm. And then I would have went home and ruined their lives. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. As one does. Yes. <laughs> what, uh, what other way is there to handle those kind of situations? Right, right, yeah. Not, and there's no positive way to handle those situations. Going to get angry? Like... Right. <laughs> <clears throat> Stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so. Uh, random side note, we were walking back to the hotel. So we ate at um, Flanagan's. Mm-hmm. And first of all, there were not one, but two wedding parties that came in while we were there. Did they I, also have guns? The, the, fir- the second bride came it's in. It's Grand Rapids. They may have had a right. I didn't really <laughs> see all of it, but the second bride came in. And, and then, like, next thing I know, she turned around and left. And Mike and I both looked at each other like, bride fight like that would be so cool <laughs> but no it didn't happen but then we walk we're walking back to the hotel and there's this law office like you know serious actual law office and they have these sort of mannequin things out in their window and one of them is like a guy balancing a pencil on his nose and mike was like i don't need a lawyer right now but i'm not sure what that advertising tells <laughs> you <laughs> Lawyers get bored. Yeah, exactly. We're, we got plenty of time for you. That's what that tells me. Right, mm-hmm. right. Anyway, what else? So, uh, so how's everybody's GrandCon been going yeah. so far? When did, well, when did everybody get here? Neil and I got here Friday morning. Friday morning, yeah. I got here about uh, 8 Friday evening. I, we got in about 9 o'clock Friday night. Or Thursday night, sorry. Okay, Thursday yeah. night. I was wondering how we night. saw you Friday morning if you got here right. Friday night. Time travel. <laughs> Um, it's a new game that Nate's working on. Yeah, we we uh, left St. Louis about one o'clock. Drove through, got a nice sleep night of sleep before starting all of this. Yeah. Yes, yeah, we didn't, but yeah. <laughs> I think we played one of your games when we first got here. Yeah, you guys. Uh, which, what did you play first for me? Flood? Did you? Was it? Yeah, I thought Neil we played something downstairs first. But maybe played, we did play Flood. Didn't first. you guys play? I thought you said you played Feast for Pharaoh with. We Jason. did play. We played that last night. Yeah. What did we oh. play yesterday morning? Oh. I had something. That was like, could you guys try this for me? I need to double check it. Or maybe the first thing you guys tried was Flood. What's my I think it was because I was flood. most concerned about that. Um, so that was that was, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It, it needed a little work, but yep. the, and you're and you're going to talk about that on the last podcast that isn't out yet that we haven't heard. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and the next podcast you hear, uh, or the last podcast you heard, um, it just hasn't aired yet. Um, I talked about flood, so um, uh, we I came into that knowing that it was um, not super well tested. Um, and uh, these guys kind of tore it apart in all the right ways. Like you guys gave me really good feedback about this is good. Like, but I would change these things. And here's some broken things. And here's some super easy ways to fix them. Uh, yeah, I think and that was great. I think what we liked is the whole like how you acquire the yeah. cubes and how you spend the cubes was all really interesting. And then it was just a matter of like there not being enough uh, decision space. In terms of uh, how you score the cubes, there was a <clears throat> the, the right Neil and I both uh, discovered the optimal path and yeah. therefore beat Jason by like fifty right. points. Um, Neil beat me by one by one point. Yeah, that was um, good. So you know, they, so we talked some ways to make multiple strategies that might all pan out, so that you know there wasn't just one way to play the game. 
Right. And uh, Neil actually furthered that today we were talking about. So the mast and the sails are a... Uh-oh. Did I break it? No, you're good. The mast and the sails oh. were a big piece of it. And there's only three pieces of the mast and the sails, right? And that's a problem because yeah. they're with a lot of points and everybody guns for those. Well, Neil had a great suggestion, which was cut the mast into four quarters. I mean, the sails into four instead of two and put another crossbeam in there. So that now there's... my idea. That was your idea? Yeah. I was trying to point oh. at me. Ah, this is like the time when... Uh, Mills gave me an idea, and then I was credited Tagmire with it yeah. instead of Mills. Sorry, that was you. Yeah, it's just you're just so forgettable. Um, I know. Oh, that was totally you. Sorry about that. Like I don't literally. I swear I, I picture like people, Neil giving me that. Neil advice. was standing next to me. I like when people I said describing. It, Neil's so dreamy. I'm yeah. just always staring at him. Describing <laughs> good ideas to me. So uh, that laugh that was a little mean. Actually, <laughs> you laughed a little too hard at that joke. Jeez. I mean, you could have been like, yeah, Neil's dreamy, huh? Yeah. But you were like, <laughs> my wife. yeah, let me spit my water out. He, Neil's he super dreamy. Like my wife thinks so. I have soap opera Bill Gates. I have Disney Prince hair. Huh? It's true. He does. Oh, I my Disney gosh. Disney Prince hair. Oh, I guarantee you guys that's on, on purpose. I definitely have the least nice hair in this group, but that's okay. My wife looks like a princess. But I'm also the only, as we just discussed, the only middle-aged person in the group. Right. The only one over 40. Um. But no, so uh, that mean, that creates six components to build on there instead of right. three. Uh, so uh, if I do that, reduce the bonus a little bit for completing it, uh, that should become less attractive. I'm also taking out one whole section of the boat, which is the outer house, um, which means that you should be able to complete most, if not all, of the boat um, right. when you're building the boat. Um, and also making it easier to build stuff. But the, um, the pickup mechanic, the, the you know, pull and, dr- and write mechanic worked really well. And I liked how, you know, every round, let fewer and fewer resources were available. And it really got, I, I don't know, it just, it, it got more tense at the end in, mm-hmm. in just the right way. Because you had fewer things you could build and there were fewer components to build it with. And so you were competing a lot more for that smaller space and the right tools and everything. And, yeah, it ramped up in just the right way. Thank you, yeah. Um, so I showed that off today, uh, just kind of as an informal, like, hey, take a look at this. And uh, I got some great feedback uh, from a publisher on it. Uh, they, they suggested you could do these things to make it even better. And so uh, I, I certainly wasn't, like, playing with it. I was like, I feel like I just want to show you guys the idea of this and see what you think about it. And they, they thought that was cool. So GrandCon has been an awesome place to pitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lots of publishers here. And they got They're lots like super, of time. They're, like, super receptive. Yeah, too. yeah. Because right. it's not nice Gen Con. They don't have 100 designers. Like, can I pitch to you, right? right? There's, you know, a small amount. And they're like, oh, let, let me look at your stuff. I mean, I think that's right? something to watch out for. I, I, don't <clears> think, I don't think a lot of game designers think... Even though they know publishers are going to be at smaller things, I don't think they think that's a place I should go pitch. Right. But it really is because you can right. – I mean, you create really good personal connections with publishers. Like we have had dinner with publishers here. Like yep. we hung out with publishers yeah. here. Yeah, we had a dinner I with – sat across the table from Chris Kirkman, Mark Spector, and Jason Katarski. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and my friend Mike who, who plays a lot of games but isn't like involved in, it, in, in this side of things. And I was like – afterwards I was like, do you – I mean – to me, I was a little bit star. I don't know Katarski well, and I, I've gotten to know Mark. I'm always stuck like, around Katarski. You know, I was a little He's bit so yeah, starstruck in that sense. <laughs> and Mike, I mean, I was like that game, that game, that game, that game. Yeah, those guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, That's a good it's, place um, to get to know people and and to yeah, yeah. pitch too. Well, when I did my pitch today, I talked to the the people from the company. Uh, I showed them a couple different games, um, Feast and uh, Flood, and. We talked for an hour and 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, that never happens at Gen Con, right? Like, I mean, right. you, you are rushed because they have some – like, there are some publishers I've heard say, I book back-to-back meetings because it's the only way to make it make sense for me to be there. Right. Um, and pretty much uh, everyone, like, asked you to play demos of your games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was definitely It wasn't like a, you pushed it. Right. No, and in fact, the, when I was showing the one publisher today, like, uh, Feast, I expected we'd play four or five rounds. They'd get the gist and – and because they, I think they even said, let's play a few rounds. And then we played the whole game. And they were like, oh, this is cool. This is neat. And they had great feedback on that as well. Um, and Kelly and I helped Jason with a pitch earlier in the day for Mustachioed. Yes. And the guy we were pitching to, and neither, I haven't played it since the very, very first version anyway. And Kelly hadn't played it. So we, the four of us played it. And after the first round, He's like, okay, well, I want to see how quickly it takes to set up the second round. And so Jason set up the second round. He's like, all right, let's just play again. Yeah. Like he genuinely right. yeah. wanted you to really play. Which was, which was great. Like that's awesome to hear that, right? So um, 
Yeah, and, and then I asked to play again after that. So. Yeah, and yeah. you were like, you watched <laughs> us play, and then we're like, can, he left, and he's like, you're like, can, can we play again? I want to play once. Um, so, anyways, uh, I, we got onto this publisher pitch thing. That's not what we was trying to talk about here. Uh, so let's go back. We uh, I think we did Mansky Project. Next. We played Mansky Project. Yeah, this is back to Friday Rewind, uh, which is Calliope um, Games. Calliope Games. Yeah. yeah, it's their newest title. It's coming out um, in October, I think. Uh, that game was a riot. Well, we, I mean, we kind of were walking by and a uh, guy dressed up in full, like, full-on gangster Yeah, Ken Franklin, the designer. Clothing, yep. Was like, <clears throat> do you guys want to play a game? Like, did, did, we did a whole bit about Yeah, yeah. And we're like, gangster we, how do we say no to that? Like, I, I was actually like, been, I was like, this is not going to, like, this is not going to be sunk cost. Like, this is going to be rewarding in some yes. sort of no, way. No, and I, I've been wanting to check the game out. I had heard of it, yeah. So I was excited that you were like, let's play. So so who all played that? Was it just you and I? Were mm-hmm. you there, Nate? No. Okay, I'm just making sure. It was, I was us, yeah, it was us two. And then you I'll weren't here yet, so I know you weren't there. I don't think you it was could have been like I was there, and I'd be like, "What? Darn it!" But someone else joined like after you'd done the initial explanation. Yep, but it was two guys from Calliope, Ken and yep. uh, another guy, and then yeah, third guy joined us. Third guy joined. I didn't know that was. was. Um, but I want to buy that game and have Ken come to my house and run it because he makes that game like the game is he very played fun, it in character. But he played the game in character the entire time, um, and it was awesome. Well, they have like gasp cards, and every time you draw one, he go. <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> and then he would read it in like a narrator voice and yeah. it was great he'd be like he put this pauses happens. in and then and you're like oh great and he's like but. but and then he reads the bad part and you're like oh um so like that was well, there was, he was so good at it that the one time when i got a gas card that was only awesome he's yeah. like he pauses and i'm like waiting waiting and he's like no that that's it here that's you it. get to keep the card and i was like oh really and he's like they can be good too <laughs> uh, but the primary mechanic of that game is you're going into rooms um, opening uh, little uh, safes that are like cardboard, card craft, yeah, yeah, card craft safes, and they come fully assembled. I should know because that's really cool. Um, and the game is fully punched, and there's like a gajillion tokens in the mm-hmm. game, and um, it retails for forty dollars. Yeah, it, that crazy. price is ridiculous. Yeah. Like it should, like I figured for sure it was fifty five minimum, mm-hmm. if yeah. not sixty. Um, so they they did a good job with that, um, especially since it's fully constructed, right? Yeah. But. Um, so you reach into the safe, like you base the primary thing you do is you go to a room, you reach into the safe, you, you know, pull something. Yeah, out. you know what's you know that it's seated with bombs, right? Bombs, and, treasure, and, and with like cards, tokens that let you draw cards that like something good or bad might happen. Yeah, that's the gas. Yeah, and then the treasure, <clears throat> and you know how much there is going to be of each of them, right? Um, and there were some just really interesting mechanics about like um, things you could do in the game, like so everybody has a special ability they can use. But you don't actually get to use your own special ability because that would be rude, which is the funniest thematic justification <laughs> for something. But it worked really well. So you had these favor tokens. So if I got in a bad spot, I would give Nate a favor token and say, like Nate, to I, a bomb yeah, I want to use your special ability. And you have to. So you're spe- but then you get to keep the favor token, which means now you have two because everybody starts with one, right? Um, so that was a really cool mechanic. Um, I gave somebody a favor token just to screw over Neil, mm-hmm. um, which Neil wasn't too happy about. But, um, but well, that's where I realized I was playing the game wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, wait. I was like, oh, wait, yeah. I, so, um, I shouldn't be doing the thing I'm doing. But the, one of the things about the game is it's pretty nice. Like, there's some take that stuff. Um, the, the, the being able to steal from each other in that very specific way, it's penalizing the person doing it because they're actually removing something from the game. Um, but knowing that, Neil and I both said we would play very differently mm-hmm. the second time around when we played the game. We were both too open about what we, what we had before we waited to go back to the car to hide our stuff. Uh, so it made us target. Yeah, it was kind of like the, the kind of interesting press your luck part of it was that you, you get a bunch of treasure out of a safe, but you have to take it back to a car in order to keep it. But like, you couldn't do both in the same turn. Right. So you were like really greeting for treasure. So, so someone who did not have very much treasure or who just had gone back to the car might come into your room and purposely draw things out of the safe to try to get the room yeah. to blow up. Because the room could blow up a certain number of times. You could have a certain number of bombs that could be disarmed. But generally, the third time, there was nothing. If a bomb was drawn, everyone lost everything on top of their bag that wasn't in their bag. Right? So they'd come in and they use, they'd use someone's ability to like draw two instead of one. To try and make sure that they blew, sure the blew it up. And like yeah. no one could counteract it if there was a bomb in right. it. So they would... It, it was really fun. That was, that was the right kind of take that, yeah. right? Because yeah. you saw it coming, and you realize, like, I'm you being greedy. You chose to be there, yeah, yeah. I'm being greedy. I should leave this room, but I really don't want to leave this room. Um, yeah. So, it's real good. And the abilities were really good. It's real good. And there, you play with five rooms in a game, and there's ten rooms in the deck. Mm-hmm. So, like, you always have good diversity of 
and the characters too. I'm gonna say there's like ten characters. You only yeah, have a lot of characters. Five of them. So, um, so that was that was a really positive experience. Um, what else did we do after that? Supper, I think. I don't know. Uh, we just we just broke up. It was cool for a while. Um, and then uh, you did you do a pitch on Friday? Nope. Nope. Uh, we played feast though later. Um, yeah, we went to supper. Oh yeah, we went, no we, police that night. Yeah, no police at the no. same place, so we were safe. But um, uh, we did because Atwater is just yeah. such a good, good, yeah. good restaurant. If you're in Grand Rapids, yeah. Atwater is amazing. The food's good, the beer's good. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, we uh, we played feast. Um, and that was was it just you two that played it? Yeah, I no, it was me, you, and Tarski. Oh, sorry, gosh, yeah. Nate. Well, I, at least I thought you were there. Because I was were, hanging out with we. At that point, yeah, you were probably uh, here. Me, but we, Kelly, Adam, we and Mike you. Yeah. played, checked out some stuff from the library, and played it. So, uh, and Jason and Jason were falling asleep pretty much. Yeah, so we <laughs> played. We, we played Feast, and uh, it was great. You guys really enjoyed it, but yeah. had one tweak to make. Um, Wait, when I actually was showing it to the publisher, today, I said this: "I'm like, this just happened last night." Well, it's um, interesting because you have like the whole thing where like the first card scores its first position. Like each card has five positions, right? And the the scores change depending on what position they're in. Mm-hmm. And the way that we in our game we had each card ended up being worth two points. Yeah, and it was, which was like less than one of the game bonuses, and it was so, just kind of boring. So was, there was no real way to to push the game along without sacrificing points. Right. Well, you you finally did, but you basically did said, just, "When I do that, I'm going to give you and Jason a better." Spot. Yeah, yeah. So instead, uh, Neil and I, Kacharski and Neil and I, we, we tried to think of something, couldn't. And then on the way back to the hotel, you just kept throwing out, what about this? What yeah, about this? And, he, and literally, he's like, here's an idea. And then he'd be like, no, that's – I'd be like, oh, that could be. He's like, no, it's bad. Um, <laughs> and then finally he said, well, you, think. then you said, what if I give someone a token that you can discard and it's gone one time per game? And it basically allows you to shift everything down one. Uh, if you guys haven't played it, I know it probably doesn't make sense. But if you've listened to the show, I've talked about it. Like the way the scoring works is – it depends on where the platter you're trying to fill is at. And being able to discard a token to shift everything down one and then score is hugely powerful. Well, it, it basically, you can, you can have a, uh, an order to complete that was worth two points. And by shifting it down one, it becomes worth seven points. Oh, wow. Right. Because, yeah, because yeah, each slot on the five slots is a different score. And it can range from seven down to two. So um, not every card is as good as seven and not every card is as low as two. But they're somewhere right. in there. Um, and then also when actually talking to the publisher, I realized that we could make the token double-sided. Um, and uh, so they said they liked that mechanic. And I was like, oh, wait, the tables that you have, like, add bonuses. And I was like, what if I discarded it to swap to tables instead, basically, so that I could um, get the tables lined up the way I want and then score a massive amount of points? Because since you can only do it once a game, and Neil actually right. pointed out, this is a really good design tip, I think, um, uh, that uh, I just forgot. Oh yeah, the, a lot of problems you can solve in a game by giving players a token. They yeah. can just play once, and then and then it leaves the game. Right, and I think that's also a common mechanic you see for balancing um, a first player. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. You know, advantage is As, I do that the last my, player yeah, does that or other game. players get something to offset that first player yep. advantage. Mm-hmm. Usually, some kind of token or extra right. money or whatever. Yep. So um, that was a lot of fun. So did we play? Didn't we play your we game? We played after that? food truck lunch rush after yep. that. Yeah, Which, you guys were basically falling asleep at that point. Have you? Were you guys there when we played Loch Ness last yeah, year? Yeah, it yeah. was. Um, Adam joined us later, but I think it was the three of us. Uh, it was at Finnegan's, right? Yeah, we, uh, yeah, Flanagan's, yeah. yeah, Flanagan's. Flanagan's. Yeah, yeah. 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 So like you got it wrong. You love that place. Um, yeah, so we played Neil's version of that, uh, which was great. Like mm-hmm. it is, it's it's a way better ver- It's a way better game with the, some of the same core mechanics. Yeah, and that's where like I, I was. I think I was talking to Kelly. Like, I really like the game, but it's like turned into this thing where it's like poker. But then it's also this game where you're like running food trucks. So it's very, it's kind of a schizophrenic design right now. So I'm trying to figure out what I want it to be. It's hard to have a poker slash food truck game. Yeah. And mechanically, it's like poker. It's yeah. not actually like poker, to be clear. But. Yeah, it's well the the way that you the way that you bluff, uh, and trying to figure out the right time to act, that feels very much like poker. So, uh, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, no, oh, you've got sorry. stuff to say. Can say it. Say yeah. it. Otherwise, oh. Jason will just talk forever. I was gonna actually no. prep it for you guys to start talking. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'll ask us about the games. But no, I was gonna say like, if you've got the poker feel, just. Yeah, it shouldn't be too hard to change it. Like, just make it like something seedy, 
Like instead of food trucks, your um, drug dealers are fencing stolen <laughs> yeah, just, keep, just keep the same board, just change the art. Then yeah, it becomes, exactly. it's just three card Monty. It's, yeah. you know, right. <laughs> you don't even need to change the art. I mean, it's a city, right? I mean, right. I mean, the food those, trucks, like, yeah, make them, yeah. 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 Um, right. So what I was going to say was, meanwhile, while we were doing this, what were you guys playing? Uh, yesterday, I kind of loaded up with some demo plays. So I started out with... Um, Peepmots, little songbirds, which is uh, Matt, Matt Riddle and Ben Pinchback. Um, well, yeah. that's what that ended up being called. Okay. Yeah, because there is a, I guess there is an American game called Songbirds now. So it was originally released in Germany, and Peepnots is like sort of the equivalent German word. So when they brought it to the U.S., they couldn't really call it Songbirds because there was already a, a game called that. Um, it's, it, it's a game that like. When you first start playing it, you think it's a little complicated, but really it's not. It's because it, the logic of it makes enough sense that you just get the flow of the process. So you have like a bird feeder, and then above the bird feeder, you've got some different kinds of bird seed. And your hand is birds, little songbirds, as you would guess. Um, and all the birds are pairs. So there's. Uh, I think there's five different types of birds, and it's one through eight, I believe. And but there's a male and a female one, a male and a female two, so on and so forth. Um, and it's sort of there's two birds on on perches at the bird feeder, one on each side, and you're playing birds to the ground. Apparently, Ben actually was inspired to design this game by the bird feeders in his backyard. While the you know the one bird is yep. eating, the other birds sit on the ground around and wait until they can knock it off. So then once the birds on the ground, their their numbers equal or um, not equal. It, once they're greater than the p- number of the bird at the bird feeder, that bird goes away. Well, gets into your scoring pile, and what, the biggest bird on the ground goes up there, and you kind of and then if you so if you're if it's your power six and that one's four, the difference is two. So then you count up to the second bird seed and you pick that one. There's also squirrels and, and crows in the bird seed pile. So sometimes those, and those do negative things, make you discard and stuff. Um, and at the end of the time, at the end of it, you score, if you have the most of a certain type of bird, you get to score those and you get bonuses for like a mating pair. So if you have the same, the male and female, the same type, um, then you get to score those for extra points. It was, it was fine. I mean, it's just numbers on cards, really. But hey, I'm was, done with that. Yeah, <laughs> and, but it was really fun. And Matt and Ben were both there. Um, I joked because I, they were both supposed to run their own separate demos, and I intentionally signed up for Ben's. <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh yeah, well, there's only like two people signed up for this one, and one signed up for the other one, so we'll probably combine them." And I was like, "Oh man!" <laughs> Hashtag Riddle sucks. <laughs> Who are, these, who are these Ben and Matt guys? Yeah, I don't know. I've... Speaking of Ben and Matt, I just want to point out Mark Spector uh, played uh, Into the Black Forest with... Uh, um, we played Into the Neil Black Forest yesterday. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's what we played earlier. Yeah. That's what we played first thing in the morning. Into the Black Forest. Yeah, it's my game. I made it. It's on Kickstarter <laughs> now. Go back in. I was, like, I was like, what other game did you bring? <laughs> Almost funded the, at oh, this by point. The, yeah, by the so, time yeah. you guys hear it, we should be funded, and hopefully we're the first stretch goal. Um, right. So, million but, backers. Yeah. So right now it's it's at like just over seven k. So I'm yeah, excited. It's doing very like well. Three hundred backers. Happy, so yeah. Good. Um, but anyways, yeah, we played that. And uh, Mark's feedback was he really liked it, uh, and he said for this type of game, uh, this is better than Ladder Twenty Nine. Um, no disrespect to Pinchback, uh, but Riddle sucks. So take it. <laughs> so yesterday, I know you guys are talking about your games, but I just want to be. Riddle walk. Were you there when Riddle walked up to me That's with the, the game box? Oh, no, that was box? yesterday. Right. Yeah, he walks up to me subtly with a. With a he had a fleet dice box in his hand. Yeah, he's been. And he nut smacked me. Like he oh, meant to Jesus. just goof around, but like, <laughs> freaking contact. Like I mean, like I was like, oh, and he's like, oh, dude, sorry, I was just trying to tap you, and I was like, you did it, you did not. <laughs> you know, after listening to this podcast, I can't see why. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Why you do that? Well, because obviously he's a mean, spiteful man, which is why no one likes him. So, <laughs> um, I actually played uh, in the afternoon. I played uh, Floating Market, which is also a I've rid, heard that's a really rid good. back yeah. joint. Yeah, um, that one was on Kickstarter a couple years ago, and 
I can't remember which publisher, but they said we're only going to print what we need um, for for this Kickstarter. Eagle and, Griffin. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because it um, has like a gajillion dice in it, right? Yeah. Like literally. We're never, you know, we're never going to print any more than what we need for this Kickstarter. Uh, so I mean, after I played it, I looked on eBay to see if I could get a copy. Um, but it was really fun. It, it kind of had some similarity to like Loch Ness uh, in the in the sense that there's like a middle the fruit boats on the middle river and right. they rotate around and you can bet on which side. So you basically, it's a kind of, the first time around, it's a worker placement, but there's also dice. You have like a, a D4, D6, D12, D10. Um, and your first turn when you place your worker, you also put a die into the die pool, dice pool. And after you, everybody places their three workers, you roll the dice and add it up, and some of them are, you actually have a D6 that's a negative too, and other ways to manipulate the outcome. But then, whatever number you get, you the boats each have a range of numbers, and whatever number that is, the person with their worker on that boat gets that fruit. Okay. And the people to the left <clears throat> and to the right get two coins, which you can use you know, to do different tasks and things, or trade in for fruit later. Um, and the goal is just to get five different kinds of fruit. That's all you have to do. So it was really fun. Like cool. it was, and, and I, I totally whooped everybody. Which, I, I mean, I honestly don't. I've won about fifty percent of the games I've played here, and I normally am more like fifteen percent of the games <laughs> I play. So I'm on a good run. But it was fun, and Matt was there. He actually didn't even know they were running a demo of it, but he was wasn't busy, so he sat down at the table with us and, uh, and helped us out a bit. So that was fun. Cool. Yeah. What else? So, well, in the evening, we yep. played uh, Photosynthesis and Gizmo yeah. and uh, Cultist and Cthulhu. Yeah. I actually played demoed Photosynthesis earlier in the day oh, okay. and totally got killed at that game. I, and so when we played it in the evening with the four of us, I actually won. And I only won, really, because I'd played it that morning and I, right. I knew what I screwed up. So um, it was fun, though. I, it was Photosynthesis, yeah. Like, I wish uh, I had made some mistakes. Like, I tried to spread out instead of focus on up. I went out, uh, trying to take up as much space as I could. It was the, the bad choice. I kind of had two axes. Like, I had one tree on one side and one tree completely on the other side at the beginning. And so that was nice because no matter where the sun was, yeah. the trees were always getting light. So I was always getting points to develop more, you know, to build more stuff. Gizmos um, was kind of fun, too. Gizmos was fun. It was. It's an engine builder in the same vein as, like... Um, you know, Splendor, Potion Explosion, etc. And there was actually a, a, what do you call that? Like a dispenser with marbles that came out the bottom. Okay. That were oh, like different yeah. types of energy. I know what and then you, cool. yeah, you build inventions that, you know, every time you pull a yellow, you get to draw a random one from the top. Or every time you do this action, you get to do this other thing. So, yeah, Engine Builder. It was fun. It was, I wouldn't have picked it over Potion Explosion or Splendor, um, but. If somebody pulled it out and said, let's play this, I'd be happy to play it. Cool. And then uh, played Cultus and Cthulhu. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I was going to be more polite than that, but I'm, I'm not, <laughs> not going to argue with you. It's not that the the game in there somewhere wasn't too... It was okay, but like it was so obvious that they hadn't edited the rules or thought through the rules, and they hadn't balanced the game in any way that the good idea in there was you couldn't get to it's it. It's buried. If they had replaced half of the take that cards with more cultists, right. it would have been... So it was two better. decks. The ritual deck, which yeah. was like your goal. You're trying to get a certain number yeah. of, of successful um, Rituals. ritual points to get the Cthulhu. To summon Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the other deck was cultists, but it wasn't and mm -hmm. who had to perform the rituals. But it was also sacrifices. It was also other things that screwed with the amount of... You got yeah. to roll dice. So you, the amount of dice you rolled or what you got. And then... Um, and then just a lot of other, like, take that, yeah. you know, lose your turn, negative two to your dice. But you had to have cultists to perform the ritual. But there were, like, five different ways the cultists could go away. Right. And then... And probably of, of that big sat stack... sat there for, like, five turns doing absolutely nothing. Right, because you couldn't... Yeah, he, he literally had no way to, to yeah. justify rolling a die. And yeah. it was uh, not well-balanced. 
That's it's supposed funny. to be a 20-minute game. It took us over an hour to play. Oh, gosh. Wow. But at some point, we just toughed it out. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, we're finishing this freaking game. Uh, do you guys play any- Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Did you guys play anything else that night? Or was that the last? Um, I think that's the only three we played that night. I feel like I demoed one other game in the afternoon, but I can't remember yeah. what it Sagrada? was. Sagrada? No, that was today. Oh, yeah, today I played a tournament Sagrada um, and lost badly. <laughs> I played a pretty fun game earlier today. Yeah? Yeah. It was a pick-up-deliver game involved <laughs> moving rum around and other liquors in the... the this is going to get to today. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but let's talk about Rum Row, uh, which is uh, Neil's game that we played back... Last year. Last Was it last, last year? year? Yeah. And last year, who played... Just, just This is the three of us. And, so and you, I thought you Rob, didn't play it last year, right? I wasn't. Jason, okay. yeah, was Rob here at that point? You're just always at conventions and not at conventions, so I'm Yeah, Rob sure. was here, but I don't think he played with us. Right? Yeah, I thought I Rob did maybe play. Maybe he played. I thought we had a fourth player. I think Rob was the fourth okay, player. maybe he was. Because Rob and I have talked about that game before. Okay, like, then yeah, he must so have. My, so, first of all, last year... I, Nate, I don't, I'll let you speak up too, but I really enjoyed it last year. Yeah, it was fun. It was... It's a heavier game than I'm used to. You know, it is definitely, like, you have to plan out ahead. Mm-hmm. And it, like Neil says, it's all about efficiency, really, at the right. heart of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, like, I wasn't prepared for that, I think, after playing a lot more light games. And, right. You know. I think my biggest feedback, please correct me if I'm wrong, was this is the type of game that starts on turn five. I really wish it started on turn one. Yeah. And you fixed the so hell out that. of that problem. Yeah. <laughs> It's one of those things where, like, I got enough feedback from enough people about exactly the same thing that I'm like, I, I'll think I'll start listening to people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so today, yes, let's talk about today. Yeah, we started by playing Into the Black Forest. Oh, okay. Are you want to jump to about, keep going around? Right, yeah, cool. we played Into the Black Forest. It was fun. Uh, we were teaching somebody else how to play it. Yeah, just wants so. to talk about Into the Black Forest because. He, like, I creamed people. Oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes. You you exploited a strategy, uh, which is very valid, um, and uh, and frankly, it was it's not broken. Mm-hmm. We had every chance to stop you and just didn't. Um, I picked up on what you guys were doing and right. exploited it. When what? So what's hilarious to me is um, the the strategy he used for anybody who's heard me talk about this game is there's a uh, one of the uh, encounters you can win on the encounter cards is to match the card one of the uh, suits that is above this one slot. Right. And, like, the instant feedback I get from – I've gotten from probably two dozen people when I first explained the game is why would I ever play in that slot before people have played up top? And I said, well, you can kind of strong-arm people into there or maybe they won't notice. So that was Neil's whole strategy, and you creamed us. And that was 22 points we counted that you got because of that. Yeah. And Kelly points. would have beat you, right? Yeah. yeah you, I, you would have won I had lost, it not been for that. Yeah. Well, I noticed that you guys so. were playing on the side where um, you put face down – uh, to match the animal uh-huh. on the side or, or symbol on the side. And you guys were just really enjoying doing that. So I was like, well, I'm, I was either first or second. I was like, I'm just going to put it on the side here, wait for them to like do that stuff they love so much. And, <laughs> and then I'm just going to screw points. them over. Yes. And also, like, it, I mean, that side's also interesting because it forces people to play inoptimally on the top. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. And that's yes. a... Yeah. I mean, or they to are play paying attention and, and not get that many points. points. Yeah. Right, yeah. Great. They're you not... Grab me points yeah. or, or they get right. they don't get that many points themselves right. if they if they do play it so that, that no one gets any points. It gives them bad choices. They have, to throw, yeah, right. they have to throw away points or they have to give another player points or they have to give me points. Right. Right. No, I think that's it's good. A, I think that's the gist of the game. Like, I mean, that's the way that I yes. explain it to someone is that like it's a game where you can force other people to play in optimally. Yeah, yeah. I can make you make bad. Have to put you in a place to have you to know, make bad decisions. How can you make every game sound so boring? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's about efficiency. It's about, no, efficiency. It's about ma- you know moving rum and whiskey around. It's not about. It's just efficiency. it's just a game about optimizing things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, optimizing the rum trade. But like, <laughs> sure. I mean, I think it's I think it's super fun though to be able to like kind of make people like to put people yeah. in situations where they have to make hard decisions. Well, the, so the biggest thing that Rumro does really, really well, like it's one of the it's one of the better games, honestly, I've played doing this. Is it makes you feel clever and it makes you feel like you're breaking the rules all the time. In mm-hmm. fact, how many times did we be like, no, I can do that? Like yeah. really? Wait, like cause I, that sounds I still have another yeah, action. Left? That yeah. sounds <laughs> broken. And like I'd be like, okay, so that's three, and you're like, Jason, you took one action. Yeah. I'm like, oh wow, awesome. Yeah. Like, so I really, really compliment the game on that. Like the puzzle is fun. Mm-hmm. 
and I, you know me. I mean, obviously, my, all, most of my designs are puzzly things. Like, yeah. I like puzzles, and yeah. uh, and you fall, I fall into the same category yeah. on that, right? I love puzzles. But um, but the the way that it makes the player feel like a genius trying to figure stuff out, because it's not that hard mm-hmm. to figure out the best path, yeah. right? Or to figure out not even the best path, but a good path that makes you feel awesome. Yeah. That is really not hard to do at all, right? Right. Um, yeah, so, almost every turn, you get yeah. to do something pretty clever. Yeah, I I didn't play, but I sat and watched a bit of it, and you guys were definitely like, you know, at the fir- at the beginning, you had some questions, particularly about the little uh, what do you call them, the little t- tokens on flank your, flank on, speed tokens, yeah, yeah, right, uh, right. But after that, like once you kind of understood what those were for, you guys just went into it. And you, I could tell all of you were planning ahead, like thinking, yeah. like, I'm going to yep. do that, and then that, and then I can go here, and, and yep. that'll allow me to do that. And so, yeah, you were definitely thinking through what you were doing. And the nice thing is there's not a lot of ways to really hose people in that game, mm-hmm. right? If yeah. you sweep past me, for instance, and claim the stuff I was going to claim, I get a token for that, mm-hmm. right, that makes it uh, that makes it easier for me. Um, the biggest thing I screwed up, I did win the game, which was great. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. I won by two points in the end, or 2,000 at the end. Uh, yeah, two above him, di- and then I, I, he was one above me, I think. Or no, oh, yeah, I, I was, was one above you, yeah. 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 and you were the, two above The spread me. Yeah, between so. top and bottom was only three points. Three points, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was, that felt great. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, um, the I, like, I was not playing optimally in the beginning because I was confused about removing the tokens yeah. at the bottom. Yeah. Kelly figured it out right away. I did not. Um, and then once I realized it, was like, yeah. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to stick with what I did. Um, but I finally was able to clear that one token to let me use powers yep. uh, more frequently, and that was pretty great. So, um, Kelly, what did you think about? Oh, I really enjoyed it. Once, um, like, I got the hang of using the trading ports to get that extra move. Yep. That added so much element to make, added an extra element of thought to how I was going to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm but in a fun, manipulative sort of way yep. that is always with yeah. those sorts of things. And I, and it ran, like, the perfect amount of time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think you guys cut it down a little from the original yep. goal of four but cards I liked it was good. to three I mean, cards. It was good. It was kind of perfect. And, that, yeah, it was just, that's the one part I hadn't really honed in on. Yeah. And that's where, like, I, I want to tweak it because I, wanted, I want us to be able to do more, like, they're contracts, basically. Yeah. Right. Uh, as we're going along. Uh, and I had overestimated how many... Or, I'd overestimated how many we'd be able to complete. Right. What what Kelly was talking about, by the way, was the uh, so when you move, whenever you go to a port, it counts as one move, and the port may be uh, a distillery, yeah. it might be a tavern, it might be uh, a, uh, a, dro- a drop off place, like a city, a, a city, yeah, yeah, where you actually turn in deliveries. Or the last thing is it might be it might be a uh, trade trading post trading post, right? Them, yeah. um, and it, so the, the rule that I think that makes the game shine, I mean, really, like if you took this rule out, that game would just be an okay Oh, it's game, the thing right? that fixed yeah. it for me that made yeah. it yeah. Yeah. Um, make when sense. When you get to a trading post, if you have something to trade, uh, which is just turning uh, like rum into whiskey or whiskey into uh, gin or gin into champagne, mm-hmm. which you're not, you're actually you're not turning it into, but you're, tra- you're bartering you're trading, it, right? Yeah. If you make a trade, you, that move does not count. It is free. Um, and you can chain those together, mm-hmm. and then the the win points you have or whatever, where I can like spend the the, the uh, I call them flank speed tokens. The flank speed tokens. Yeah. I feel like you need a better name for yeah. that. It's just so, when you're uh, you're going really like fast. something from Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> flank, flank basically, it's you discard this token to take one more move, which could end up being four more moves mm-hmm. if right. you do it correctly, right? Yeah. And that is like that's what makes that game amazing. Um, I mean, I think yeah. Kelly, yeah. I think you agree. It's yeah. what you were saying. Yeah. That, so yeah. It yeah, sounds overpowered, except everybody can do it yep. if yeah. you think right. about and it. So it's not overpowered. Well, it's like, it just makes the game like more It's the point dynamic. of the game. You're supposed, like, you're supposed to do that. So I, then when you kind of see how that all works, then it really makes the... Yeah. So it makes then, you feel super clever. And then after that, uh, I went and did a pitch, and you guys played a game Circuitous. called Circuitous, yeah, which we were just talking about. We've been joined by Adam, by the way. Hi, Adam. Hello. <laughs> you might remember Adam from the live Gen Con recording. That is true. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so we played Kelly's game, Circuitous, and I think this is probably my third or fourth time playing it. Yeah. Seen it evolve. Although, frankly, it hasn't evolved that much over time. And since that you've really kept to the core of what you wanted to do with the game, you've just made it work better, which was really nice. Um, and that one was, it was interesting because... You start at a start card, and the idea is you're building a circuit. 
with cards that have lines on them. Um, and like we all, played all it, right angles. Yeah, yeah all yeah. right angled lines, but you know, various branches and mm -hmm. different yeah. lengths and whatnot. And you're building towards a, a finished card, or actually there's three finished cards, and you have to connect to one of them, and whichever route ends up being the one that connects is the only route that scores, so the other branches don't score. Um, and we played the first game, and it was just me, Kelly, and Neil, and I actually focused so much on one route, I didn't realize, like, Kelly and Neil were both also working on this other route, and by the time I realized that they were both much more interested in getting that one there. <laughs> we're both heavily invested in it. Yeah, yeah I, we both took time to slow down your route as well. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, you kept screwing my route over. <laughs> so, it's like, so I think I ended up getting four points, and you guys got like twenty something or what? Yeah. Four, you got like forty-two or something. He got yeah, really, like, yeah. So I obviously played that one wrong, um, and that was and that was a fun game. But then, like when I was yeah. when they were done, I was like, I realized when we were done, I was like, I would have just sabotaged. Yeah. If we were playing this again, I would have sabotaged it. I would have used because I knew that he, I knew that he was interested in the round, and I knew that he had way more cards in than I was. And I was just kind of like playing it out yeah. to, to to see how the game felt. I was like, if I played it again, I would start pulling out his cards. Like there's a one of the abilities in the cards lets you swap uh, a card that's there with a card in your hand. So I could have removed one of his and put one of my cards in. And I was like, well, then he would have taken one of his cards and swapped it with the one of mine. And then I was like, well, then I probably would have started like making the circuit go really far and we were kind of talking about what would have happened if basically people realize that they can't win and just grief make things yeah. not necessarily grief but like tr try desperately to get themselves into a position where they could win yeah and ultimately end up a stalemate and no one wins right so everybody only has 20 mm -hmm. cards and once you're out cards you're out of cards and the yeah. cards can be played on the board but also have a power yeah. that you can discard and use the power instead like yeah. manipulating the other cards or playing yeah. two cards instead of one and so that. neil had an idea that took it from a teleological growth to an organic growth so mm -hmm. instead of going directly for the finished card the finished move started at the end of the first path and grew from there and as the paths branched the one of the powers instead of became moving the finished card to moving that which path was going to score. So there were three scoring paths. It was controlling which paths were actually growing. Right. I mean, yeah. at the end of the game, we probably had <laughs> almost a dozen ending, you well, know, ending spots, but only yeah. three of them scored so based you guys on where that play it that way then? Yeah. And yeah. it looked out really it well? Worked, it looked, it looked, really it looked so great on the table. It might, like, it it might have taken us for that one. So we had yeah. four people. And yeah, it just it grew from the start card. And instead of just going kind of mostly straight in one direction, it almost started ballooning out into a circular fashion nice and we, we actually pointed like, out that yeah. like you two paths would go you know would start to diverge and a third one might come out through the middle but then you know you'd have an incentive to maybe grow those two paths closer together to stop that third path altogether right because like i had yeah. one of the short ones and they didn't want me to score that one so they kind of started closing me in <laughs> so i couldn't we like someone we capped off a gigantic path like there was a gigantic path and we capped it off so you couldn't put a scoring marker in the end so the scoring marker had to shift to another to another branch. So we managed I like yeah. it. Had, I mean, it was just this like sabotage and like you couldn't. Yeah, it, the it game was, started like feel organic. Like it felt like you were yeah. in this living organism. And it and it was the right kind of take that because it wasn't directly I'm I'm hurting you. It was yeah. like just kind of shifting your plans that <laughs> right. didn't quite work anymore. Yeah, that's good. That's I don't good. know yeah. if yeah. if it was just because we had just played the other way or if the game itself lent it to it in that fashion, but. Mm. We definitely were more diverse about where we played. Mm -hmm. We didn't, yeah. like, Kelly had one route that was pretty darn good for him, but we all had cards in each in all the routes, yeah. really. So, I mean, it, it, you know, there wasn't that fo too much focus on one place. Mm -hmm. So it was, uh, it was yeah, I, I enjoyed it more. Well, and you. it still keeps to the core of the game of, of you know, building the route uh, yeah. and, you know, trying to go many ways but really only end up scoring one mm -hmm. or a few of those ways. And I really liked the suggestion and the change to it because it kept to the uh, thematic core of free placement and free growth mm -hmm. without sacrificing any of the actual strategic placement and structural thought. Yeah, yeah, one good. of the, the really fun things yeah. is, it, like visually is that you're not laying these cards parallel and perpendicular mm -hmm. like edge to edge. Right. There, there's three rules. You, you have to place the line on top of the line you can't place it in a way where um, part of the line, line, part of the line is is covered, and you can't place it so that one of the the ends 
ends on top of another card because then yeah. you couldn't place anything else on it. So just three simple rules for placement that all made sense and but the, it grew like a tree like it wasn't straight lines that's know. cool yeah so we were definitely playing that after this <laughs> i really want to try because i love the old version yeah. but i recognize that yes there were some flaws so i can't yeah. wait to see this new version and then someday we'll make the tile version with actual metal and magnets so you can actually light up uh, like a real circuit you started a battery and you end in led and then you actually I think light they already up. have a game that. That's called oh, Forbidden Sky. Yeah, that's what he was talking about. about Forbidden Sky. You were late <laughs> yeah. to the party, man. I know. You were late to the party and you weren't Matt Leacock. <laughs> I wasted too much time in grad school. I should have wasted too much time out. Kelly and not yeah. Matt. That is, that is a major complaint about my life. I've wasted it's far too much time being Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> like all we love it. you being Kelly. <laughs> and then Jason did a bunch more pitches. Yeah, well, we talked about those already, but yeah. yeah. And then insert the pitches that we talked about. Rob, I hope you edited that. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Rob, yeah, you edit d- this to be chronological. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know the order we did things. <laughs> I'll send you my schedule. It's fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. We'll all send you a different schedule in a different format. You just figure it out, buddy. So we, we Adam and Mike and I went to dinner earlier than you guys. And we came back and went to Crit Happens at D&D Improv. Improv experiment. Improv experiment. It was, it was fun. It was like one of those things. It could have really sucked, or it could have really been good, and it was better, closer to good than sucked. But you know, it wasn't like it was just you know kind of improv. Except there were people improving as D and D players, and then people improving as the characters they were playing. So it'd say, "I'm going to do this," and then the character would act it out, and then of course audience suggestions, and there was a big old giant uh, stuff. D20 that people got to throw. See, I want... It was okay. It was a a decent way to spend an hour. Yeah. I want someone to improv as a character playing D&D. So, like... That's funny. So, like, you play as Kanye playing an elf. Nice. uh, (laughs) We did get to pick uh, one of the characters, like, race, class, special abilities, all that, and the character was... They actually drew name... or suggestions from a bowl his race was half squid half sentient broccoli which i thought was pretty amusing <laughs> that's pretty crazy yeah uh-huh. but his class was game designer nice i was like yeah he doesn't make any money <laughs> i'll say like good but not terrible was the panel that kelly and i went to this yeah. afternoon too yeah. what was it the was state of the industry state of the industry yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was it was fine. It was it kind of turned into mostly a talking about game design seminar, which I had kind of already already been to. Uh, but then there was a, a lady at the end that was like, "Can you talk about the state of the industry?" And like they actually had a couple of minutes at the end where they talked about it, and that was that was really that was good. Interesting. Yeah, I did like the uh, guy who made sure to get there first and got the seat front and center, front and center. best seat in the house. Ten minutes in. Snoring loudly. <laughs> oh my god! Did someone wake him up, or did they just let him snore? Yeah, everyone, everyone, like you, hear, you hear him snoring, and everyone's like, kind of like, is there like a motorcycle outside? And then you're like a snoring in, and then like you see people like identifying where it's coming from, and then like everyone makes contact, and then like this lady pushes in and wakes him up. Excuse me, sir, you're snoring in a seminar. I know it's boring. It was but a, it's not that boring. It was a live recorded show. Oh, that's fantastic. They were recording it for members and people. Yeah. At least sit in the back if you're going to snore, right? right. That's what I did in my college classes. (laughs) All right. Anything else uh, Uh, you want to cover? Recorded a podcast. Yeah. Uh, That's that's a little meta since we're doing it. It was terrible. (laughs) We told... This podcast isn't even my grand count. It's about itself. What we did is we actually told most of our uh, weekend out of order. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of jumped around. Like backwards. Almost backwards. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think we're leaving in the morning. We probably won't come back in in the no, morning. No, same. I'm going to pop in for a minute. I uh, realized there was a publisher I didn't get to chat with today, so I'm going to at least stop in and say hi to them. Um, and then I actually, there was this uh, lady selling uh, sodas that were really tasty. Oh, yeah, we didn't And do I that. went to buy some today, and uh, they, it was like 5.01, and she was closed, even uh, though like half the places were open. Um, oh. Yeah, I didn't do that. Special shout-out uh, to... Um, uh, Tavis, our buddy from Game Crafter, so he mm-hmm. saved me today. Uh, we made that tweak to feast, um, and uh, I needed three, to- uh, four tokens. So I went over to Tavis and said, "Hey, man, do you got any tokens that I could steal from you for a pitch?" And he was like, 
how dare you? <laughs> and then he pulled out his big bag and literally, yeah. he's like, take whatever you need to do, there's no problem. He's so, a heck of a nice guy. He is a super nice dude. Um, the new stuff the Game Crafter is doing, oh my gosh, yeah, those they're, boards. they're up in their game. Yeah, like. Sure, um, sure. Pun intended, I yeah, guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> the Game Crafter. We Did you just game. write their new slogan? <laughs> <laughs> up your game. Copyright, Nate Archie. Yeah. <laughs> All I need is Green Crafter points. That's all yeah. you have to pay. <laughs> you can go grab a bunch of coupons downstairs. Yeah, they got store right. credit he let, cards. He literally right. lets them sitting out because right. he'd love to give them away. Right. So, but anyways, no, uh, Tavis is awesome, awesome dude, and uh, and I, I really we talked to him for a while last so, night. Yeah, oh yeah, he's he's yeah. super nice. We were just kind of geeking out over Game Crafter stuff, and he was yeah, they're bored. also they're geeking new. out over yeah, Game he, Crafter. Yeah, he gets because. Uh, he doesn't always see the new stuff right away, no. you know, and so he was going through it all, and he's like, I just love all of this stuff. He's and like, can you believe they can do this? And, like, he was explaining oh, yeah. to us how the printers worked, and... Yeah. They print right on the board now instead yep. of, like, a big sticker on the yeah. board, and you even get the, like, what is it, the foil print and the... the yeah. No, the spot UV. Spot UV, like, yeah. To where, it like, really was textured. Mm-hmm. Um, it was amazing. It was, like, the water was glossy. And, yeah. yeah. It, it was, was really nice. It was so, nice. Um, I'm sure it's... And, yeah, that's how they're doing the new dye, too, like, the same... Yeah, same yeah. crazy printing screen process. printed yeah. on dice. So. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that they can do that is those great. are real pretty. Yeah. I hadn't I hadn't ordered any of them for any of my games, but the, yeah, the screen printed dice are like real pretty. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, all right, we're by almost in an hour here. Yeah, so. I think we're probably good here. Um, yeah. Anybody have any uh, clothing things they want to talk about? I think Good. this is the part where we like pretend to spill something, or like I don't have someone gets interrupted. To Adam's got the beer. You could explode the beer. What? We don't want beer. (laughs) (laughs) We wouldn't bring beer to a con. Um, (laughs) No, I I mean, I'll just say support your local con, your regional con. I mean, Gen Con is is this big experience in and of itself for sure, but locals just so much. If you've more fun, if you actually want to get to know people in the community Mm -hmm. and connect with people, definitely go to the small cons. Yes. And uh, I appreciate, uh, just to say here and be a little cheesy, but, like, I appreciate the four of you guys being willing to drive so darn far to come here. Like, that's that's awesome, right? I mean... Um, this is our mini BTG con. Right, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, this like, is we, my home con, even though it's yeah. a seven-hour drive. <laughs> right. Uh, no, because we get to spend so much more time together than, like, at Gen Con or mm-hmm. something, where there's so many competing things. And, like, a lot of times you're working, Nate, at Gen Con, right? Or yeah, helping yeah. out running demos. And here it's, like... We all just get to hang out and have a good time, and that's that's yeah. fun, you know. So Matt and Ben actually thought I was from Grand Rapids because they always see me here. Grand oh, <laughs> you should come over to this thing. No, it's a long drive. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, exactly. So cool. All right. Yeah. Where can we find everybody? I see Kelly actually oh, yes. got yeah, a little active on Twitter since Gen Con, kind of. I did. I don't know. I actually saw your name pop up for once on Gen Con. Um, I think somebody friended you after Jim yeah, yeah, so somebody you friended got me. back into my feed. I have Twitter and whatnot. I just am not a social media person. I'm just terrible as for the, as far as the modern society. So maybe don't follow Kelly. Hey, follow him if you just want to have an extra number. I'm there. I, I, <laughs> He'll pad your numbers. <laughs> you might put me over, like, I think I'm at 100 and, yeah. 100 and something. Yeah. Not even. I'm around 1,000. Yeah, I am. I'm like... 1100 or something so yeah. Rob has more followers than me I have like three different so. interests so I just get like right. people that are part of the three different interests following me I've, I, I'm not on Facebook anymore and on Twitter I, it, my feed is really it's literally board game designers and Star Wars stuff and that's it so this podcast is yeah. <laughs> much like this podcast yeah. You get some Marvel in there. And this is your prime. Sense. This is your prime audience, and you're disparaging yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or I am your god. I know all of your things. Also, he's wearing a Captain Hammer shirt that I'm pretty sure he was wearing the first day I met him 12 years ago. Probably. <laughs> I, I actually almost said earlier we were play. You were like, remember that time we did the thing? I was going to say, I bet you were wearing that shirt. Yeah, yeah. I, I every kind. Well been. Every yeah, kind you yeah. wear that. It's looking a little more well worn than it, it has previously. <laughs> it is. So. Actually, I think the first time you saw me, I was actually cosplaying as Captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I'm just wearing. A shirt. Which wasn't much different. You had gloves on, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a good shirt. It is a good shirt. I was we actually. I, at, so did you say your Twitter? Um, so uh, yeah, no, sorry. At Dragon Con, we saw a live version of Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog. Like they 
were on stage performing it, and the wow. audience, it was kind of Rocky Horror style where everybody was singing along, and yeah. people had lines they yelled out from the audience at certain times. It was really fun. Nice. That sounds awesome. So anyway, yeah, uh, Nate Darty at or it's at Nate Darty N A T E D A R T Y. He looked really hard trying to figure out how to spell his own. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not actually how it's spelled. It's just how I spell it. I'm potted meat. Yep, Neil yeah. is at potted meat. I'm at J A Slingerland. Adam, if you want to get to know Adam, he is... At Trunk Noises. At Trunk Noises. I suggest following him because clearly you know nothing about him. Uh, from, <laughs> though I will say we've actually talked about Adam on the podcast quite a bit recently. So um, I'm not going to tell him why, but we so have. Sort of right discussed. up until the point he walked up. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah. No, no. I Legit, I've talked about you on the Post Gen Cat episode. I'm not going to tell you why. Okay. Oh, Someday you're going to know why. And then it's going to be great. And I can't wait. But yeah. I want to like whisper it into the recorder. But well, they, no, they know. They know. Adam is Adam. Adam's the guy. Yeah. 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 And if you want to follow somebody to follow them, uh, at Kenny Ho. K-E-N-E-H-O. Adam's at Trunk Noises, by the way. He did say that. Yeah, I thought did you. But we can say it again. At Trunk Noises. So if you want to follow me. And Rob is poorly underscore designed. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for somebody right like type out the word underscored because <laughs> he says it like right. all is one big thing. Yes, he does. So in the podcast is of course at podcast BTG. You should follow it because the numbers make us feel really good. Even though I rarely tweet from there, unless it's important, and that I do. So really, you're you're welcome for that. Um, not wasting your time. Uh, just uh, yeah, doing it up when it needs to be done up. Mm-hmm. And the website so, is. Uh, building game podcast at gmail.com. No, that's our that's email address. A podcast, our website is buildingthegamepodcast.com. You should call us. Why don't you guys all call us more? 770 tell BTG. I do. No, I know. Call us. We played it. <laughs> well, we I love... called you. Yeah, I called you idiots. <laughs> so maybe you should really make sure we'll play something. Make fun of us and we'll definitely play it. No, we love voicemails more than anything. That's like our favorite thing in the world about the podcast. So, um, yeah. Also, this was episode 330, I think. I don't know. No. Rob, Rob can fix it in post. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> this is episode 330, 331, 332, 334, <laughs> 334, <laughs> 334, <laughs> 334. <laughs> 1, 2, 3. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least now we have a good after show. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right. That's it. Good night. Good night. Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast.